Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hey everyone, welcome back to our latest episode. Um, so today, me and Rosa are we're going to talk about ageism, especially as it pertains um, pertains to women, um, and just thinking about you know as you age, how that really affects you know job attainment, desirability, the idea of perfection, have everything together. Um, it's just been kind of thoughts that Rose and I have been thinking recently, especially with the pandemic. Um, and I think it's a really interesting topic to really dig deeper into. So, yeah, Rosa, like, I guess now, you know, you're in your 30s. How does that feel? Like, what do you feel a type of pressure? How does it show up in your daily life? Like, how does it really look for you? Well, I just recently turned 31. So I'm officially like 100% in my 30s now. <laughs> And I think that for me, it's more about how I look. Like, I do not want to look 30. I think that women feel more pressure to look younger and to appear like you are not your age, right? So you always want to be younger. Like, I I always really try to take care of my skin, but now even more so. Like, I just retinoid, like, it was like, you know, candy. I put it a lot in my skin. I think I do feel pressure in that regard to look always useful and I'm scared of getting older like in a more like how I don't care about aging I care more about getting old I don't know if that makes sense I don't want to appear old every time I go back home I come back after a couple maybe a year or a couple months and like you see the age in people's faces you know when you haven't seen them in a while they look older I feel like it's like subconsciously ingrained in our heads but it's not something like we were born thinking like oh my god all these wrinkles are so bad like where where do you think that stems from i mean for me it's because i'm a daughter of miami i think miami is very superficial city and i think it's also like the older you look the less capable you look in a way as a woman mm-hmm. right and i think that a lot of times as as women like you only get hurt or like seen, you're only literally seen by society if you're attractive. Like I have, you know, I spent a lot of time on Reddit and they were writing about like how after like, it was just like very beautiful women of Reddit. It was a ask a Reddit, oh Reddit question. What happened after you got older? And a lot of these women said that before people will go out of their way to open doors for them help them out, you know, pay for things for them. And then when they got older, they were invisible. And I kind of feel like in society, in order to be her as a woman, you have to be appear to look useful and beautiful. And if not, then you're not her. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I usually try to fight against because I know it's very like ingrained in my subconscious and it shouldn't be this way. But it's, it's like like that, you know? Like there's so many dramas where like there's a makeover and like all the bad things happen when she was ugly when she was fat when she was this and when she was that and the minute she becomes beautiful all the wonderful things start happening to her you know yeah. it's not, nothing about personality or how smart she is or anything it's just a hundred percent about looks 
and it's the same thing in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, you know, especially when you consider yourself and were considered attractive, I think, you know, when you are, if you never were conventionally attracted, you don't feel as much as aging. But if you had something and then you're losing it because of aging, I, f I think that you feel it more. Yeah, Rosa, you say you're, you're like, I'm beautiful, but what happens whenever the day I'll become beautiful? I know that's literally what I'm trying to say, but not saying it like that. But when you say Oops. it like that, it's true. No, I hear you. I think like I, I'm turning 30 this year and like, I'm so scared the day I after I turned 30. This is like what happened to my friend's friend apparently is like they started getting like eye bags <laughs> and then there's like lines that are coming out of their eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like all these things that go with aging and I'm so terrified to your point, Rosa, like I all like every day I moisturize like the top to the bottom of my body. I use like snail gel on my face to make sure it's like plump. But there are days where like, especially recently, after I had a bad day, let's say like I drank a lot the, the day before or, you know, I ate some chips. I look at my face and, and now I'm in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Well, I can't do that for the next month or so. It's going to take a while for my skin to recuperate. Um, so I really hear what you say too. And to your point, even when you're working in the workplace, you have to like present yourself in a certain way or yeah, to your point, people really don't take you seriously. And it's just like frustrating how that is more geared toward women. Unfortunately, you know, that's the case. Um, I mean, especially in my experience uh, living in New York, um, Especially in New York, it's like you have to like look a certain way, present yourself a certain way, or they don't really take you seriously. I think like one thing we should talk about is like the idea of being desirable. You know, um, Rosa has a partner, so she she's in the okay, I'm good category. But yeah, I think also about putting the age or the the age 29 and 30 on my dating profile and whether or not that affects or changes um, kind of the range of guys that I am meeting or seeing. And I think that's a really interesting experiment that I will partake in when I go back into dating in March. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just worried about like, oh my God, like now that I'm almost 30, like has my scope of males decreased to half? Or like maybe I'm just getting men that are more mature and like ready to settle down and that, that might be a good thing too. But desirability is a huge thing that I think about. Like, I think fuckboys are everywhere even when they're 50, but regardless, <laughs> irregardless, um, I mean, it's incredible that you said that because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna confess to something. I've been watching and just like that, <laughs> which is a sequel to Sex and the City, and there's one part where one of the new characters she says that, oh, she's been dating, she hasn't found her person, and it's been like she's 55 or or something like in her 50s, and. Carrie, as usual, self-centered as she is, she's like, oh, wow, I can't believe you're still going, you know, you're still dating. And she says something along the lines of, of course, what else am I going to do, like, drop dead? Like, I love that. That First of all, that she pretty much was like, Carrie, you're full of shit. And second of all, because it was like, she was fighting ageism. Like, what else mm -hmm. is she going to do? Just keep going and putting herself out there. Yeah. Like, And yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I feel like we have all this in our minds. Like, oh, I have just 
time. Like, I can only do this until I'm 40. I can only do this until I'm 30. Like, for example, me, I have I have tattoos. And I said, oh, I'm going to get all of my tattoos before 30. Well, there was a global pandemic and I couldn't go anywhere for a year, two years. Now three, I'm going on three years. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit happens. You cannot just put yourself like deadlines for no reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like society inflected deadlines but i definitely agree with you i'm excited to go back into dating like especially in older age hopefully (laughs) well now i know what my boundaries are and what type of men i want to attract and the expectations i have for them so it will will be definitely a a different experience for me so are you gonna date younger or just older guys you know rosa i have a bad tendency to like younger guys but i think i'm gonna be smart this time (laughs) and date guys that are um older or my age Honestly, it really depends on maturity level. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I think, like, for example, my partner is one year younger than me. So I actually, like, had, like, partners that were three, four years older than me and partners that were, like, one year younger than me. Yeah. And I always lasted with the ones that were younger than me. So you can see my level of maturity. I am immature. I think it's also because I'm a free-spirited. I feel like when people are older, they just feel like they can boss you around more. Mm-hmm. But with that comes to, with with that age thing, I think, uh, I think sometimes like age is different for men and women, you know? What 30, what's 30 for us is not the same 30 for them. Yeah, what's 30 for us is like 50 to them. <laughs> like, I, like even, for example, actresses is like, the most extreme you know like yeah. you go to you watch a movie and the couple is like a 50 year old man with a 25 year old woman yeah just look at all the james bond movies <laughs> look at like fucking leo dicaprio's like life so if anyone has watched so i've been watching a show called love is blind of course <laughs> um and they have one for japan so this is a spoiler for japan so like don't like skip this part if you're actually watching the show basically um a 56-year-old man ends up with a 30-year-old woman. I know. And, like, I mean, he looks younger than 56. But, like, I feel like watching that entire, like, relationship with them after they, you know, get engaged in the pods and all that, like, the woman was obviously very not comfortable, like, being in the same space as him. I think he was, like, expecting a lot from her, maybe romantically, um, and then also in terms of, like, physical um it, it, it just again this is just my perception but it seemed like that and she was like not having it and in my head i'm like dude that could be your father's age <laughs> so i think that was like a really interesting interaction um they didn't really they like broke it off like right the day of the marriage um i think a lot of because of personality differences but at the same time i'm just like dude like he looks so old like he is so old like are you just dating him or like with him because of his money because <laughs> that's what it seemed like the entire time they were together but wait i don't understand this like do they end up like is this like they find each other or like they are giving a couple and you kind of have to make it work uh so the whole so the whole premise of love is blind for those who haven't watched it is a group of like 14 15 ish men and women and you don't see them until you're engaged to them so basically they go into these like little small pods um and each of these pods face each other but like it's basically a small room and you can't see the other person. So you're having like 10 days of conversations without knowing what they look like or their background. And so if during those 10 days you fall in love with them, you're like, this is the one the guy or the girl proposes. I think usually it's the guy. 
And then they do this whole reveal thing where like the doors open and you finally see who your engaged partner is. And so time, obviously sometimes that's a shock. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, this is like who I expected it to be. Um, and then the next 10 days, they go on a honeymoon to figure out, you know, like, do they really vibe? Their last 10 days, they go back into the real world. So they like live together in an apartment, meet the family. And then the last episode is basically like, if you get to that point where you're at the altar, you either say I do or you walk out of the wedding. And so like, it, love is blind being like, can you actually fall in love with someone without knowing what they physically look like? And do they like get prizes? What What is incentive of participating in this? A partner for life, Rosa. <laughs> I guess if you're like, a, like you want to be a celebrity or you want to be known out to the public, you get some of that too. But there are partners that like end up together. For life? Well, yeah, they end up getting married and sometimes they do like a few year like in the future what happens to them and they're still together. So like it's a oh, thing. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that um that we're talking about like ageism compared to like female and male relationships because I think that like ageism also comes with the fact that like women are forced or kind of expected to um, sacrifice more in the relationship. And that's why like a lot of the times, especially like, ju I just want to pivot a little bit, talk about like more about career. Like, for example, um, in tech, it's actually known that like out of two women, uh, one of them like stopped their job at tech after 35 years old. Uh, and it's, because there's like four major reasons one of them is because they don't get paid as much as men so they kind of get like you know like feel like okay well i can do something else that will better pay me the toxicity that sometimes is there because you are in like a male's club you know like sometimes it's like for example i'm one of the few women in my team and sometimes like the the jokes are i get a little bit too much you kind of get like annoyed mm. of listening to the same thing over and over you know Like, I think it takes a person, like, it's just annoying sometimes, like. Yeah. You either, you, like, blend in or just not give a shit about what they say, essentially, right? Yeah, it's like, sometimes it's like, I don't know. And then the grass ceiling, and then the, sometimes there's not that much of, like, an equilibrium between, like, the, your life, your personal life and your work life. And, like, you know, most women are still expected to go home and take care of the kids and, and you know. And all of that. So that's why, like, a lot of women, like, don't, like, la the half of them, actually, in this study that I was reading, they don't stay in, in tech. Is this, like, tech in, like, um, in, in France? France? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, there's also, like, the invisible burden and the job of, like, working mothers, right? I feel like if I can't even fathom what it's like to be taking care of your child while trying to still work, even a basic nine-to-five job. Bro, you like, know? you know, it's crazy to me. I have two colleagues. The, my two colleagues that are women are from India, and they work in India. And sometimes when we're having meetings, you hear the kids in the background. And a lot of the time, it's like multi-generational family. So there's a lot of people that live in this house. And yeah. you hear all the noise. You don't hear the same where it's like my male Indian colleagues, you know? Right, right. It's not and like the kids right next to him. Yeah, and I feel like, unfortunately, like, like not only 
the men but also i also feel like other females like don't give working mothers grace for that they're like oh my god like why is there screaming in the background or like you know like we recognize they're not performing at their level because they're literally handling two full-time jobs but i feel like sometimes in the workplace we don't give people enough grace for that like for me like i will, I'm, I'm kind of those people that do like for example mute some of my coworkers when i hear like something wailing in the background but at the same time it's just mostly like okay uh just send me an email you know like mm-hmm. it's okay don't you don't have to call me just send me an email like per- better for me because i'm anti-social shit so like just send me an email and we yeah. don't have to have this call and whenever yeah. you're ready you know it doesn't have to be right now you know sometimes like the kid needs you right now yeah but not everyone's like that and i think like you know obviously with the u.s and like company policies they just don't give a shit they're like well nope you're a robot you just gotta do all these things while like changing diapers and feeding your children and cooking dinner and lunch and everything i think that's why i'm also like just the idea just terrifies me like if i'm already terrified of turning 30 i'm even more terrified of like becoming a mother because i don't even know what that means for me right but do you want to have kids or is is this like yeah no i definitely um obviously not this moment but i think within my 30s i definitely want to have children um and so, well, one, it's like, obviously, if we could even afford like a single income household, and the number two, it's like, I do want to keep working, you know, like I could take my like, six, I don't know how many months, like four months, four months break after I have my child, but I want to go back into the workforce. I really can't even fathom that like gap in my career, because I want to build my career. Like I, I have next steps I want to get into. So that is also scary. It's like, if I take a gap in my career, and then I come back after motherhood. Are there even jobs available for that? Because obviously there's a stigma to like gap years. Yeah, definitely. I think you lose a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, to be 100% honest, it's not like I'm, um, I'm not hating about having kids like like to each their own. Because of the way the world world is going right nowadays, I don't see any point of having kids. <laughs> I guess because of my culture, I feel like, it takes a village to have a child and it's not like the child you're having a child but it's also like you need your your the friend of your help the of your friends and community to kind of like you know have some someone to lean on and so like the the problem is that here in our current uh, times we're very isolated so it's kind of like you and your partner 24 7 doing this thing right and I think that sometimes, like you said, like we don't have that much grace with other people, you know, like, for example, I haven't had like besides Shinrei, but she lives in China. I haven't had a really close friend of mine having had a kid, hmm. but how like in Peru, like at least our like in my society, people will say, oh, hey, uh, after, you know, like the baby's like older, six months or doesn't look like an alien anymore <laughs> once you're like a little older it's like oh hey i can babysit for you today if you want to go out like you know offer yourself be available but in the united states we don't have that kind of cultures it's just like you know you're supposed to be like 24 7 you're supposed to be everything for your child and always be there right. and it's not fair for you as a parent because you're still a human you know you're more than a parent and there's also that mom guilt right <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah I've heard about like pra- like we praise dads for like doing this one little thing. Oh my god, you changed my baby's diaper, and then the mom's like, "Well, I was I've been here for twenty four hours taking care of this child, so like, where's my celebration? Or is that inherently just because that's 
I'm supposed to do that, right? You know? I think the expectations is different, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, these are things that we, like, obviously can only think of surface level because we don't have children. But I could only imagine the amount of pressure that's on moms. Once again, like, I think that that's where the pressure comes. Because if you're supposed to do all of this, then you're supposed to be young enough to do all of this, you know? So, like, then you go into, like, okay, so if I'm supposed to do this, I need to be this young so i need to meet the person at this age so i can have yes. kids at this age and it's just yep. like it, it's just an avalanche of pressure that comes to you because of that, this way of thinking i guess if you ever were like let's say like hypothetically you you want to get married would do you, do you see yourself as a person that will be like proposing to the, to your partner I don't know, man, like not to shade of every single person that is ever going to be married, but just the whole thing to me is just like, like if I want to go against the curtain and like me ask my boyfriend's hand in marriage, I just feel like everything about it is so weird to me. You don't like the institutional idea of marriage. Yeah, like I want to do everything against the government. Like, I don't want to follow any rule. If you tell me, like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is an institution, like, I don't want to be part of it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Maybe, like, maybe it's part of, like, still not having, like, grown up. Maybe I'm being immature. But at the end of the day, it's, like, to each their own. And, like, I'm very happy to be at my friend's weddings. And, you know, I think that if that's something for you, perfect, you know. So it's not like I'm knocking on anybody. It's more, like, to each it's their own for kind you. of thing. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, there's also other ways you can show commitment aside from marriage, right? That actually is more of a commitment yeah. than putting your name down on paper. I mean, for me, it's like I have a mortgage with my partner. So what more do you want from me? That's that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Again, because of the because of what we we're speaking about HSM, I feel like a lot of people feel forced to make these decisions because they're like, oh, I need to do this by a certain time. Yeah, it's a checklist. It's like my parent, my parents have done it. My grandparents have done it. All my parents are doing it. Media is promoting that. So it's like that's my next step. Like, what? There is no other next step except for this. How old were your parents when they got married? <laughs> How old I'm now? Right now? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they got they got married like very non traditional. I guess compared to like other Asian parents, but yeah, they got married when they were thirty. Um, and they didn't have me until like they were like 33, 34. So like they enjoyed oh, wow. and took Look their sweet parents. ass time. Good. Because like well, I feel like yeah. a lot of our parents got married like early. Early. You know? Yeah, like 20s, 25. Um, well, my parents are an interesting case because uh, my mom like immigrated here earlier. So my mom and my dad had like a long distance relationship. And then he like obviously flew over to the US and proposed to her and stuff. Um, and then my, at that point when my dad was in the US, he also had to gain his footing, right? So he's starting his own new business and there are just other things they had to figure out financially mm-hmm. before they even like afford to have a child. So I guess like that's the reason like of the gap too, because they mm-hmm. wanted to get a solid footing before they had me. But yeah, they, they had me pretty late, which like gives me like happiness. I'm like, okay, wait, I still have a little bit more time. <laughs> I mean, my mom been had me. I don't know. Like, I think she was 26 or something. Yeah, 26 and my dad was 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My dad, my mom and dad, pretty similar age range. So yeah, I'm just like, dude, man. Yeah, I don't know. The times were different. Like, it's just like yeah, we can't we can't even compare ourselves to our parents. Like, first of all, they weren't even in the same country. <laughs> and like, 
everything, the whole world has changed so much. We, That's true. We, it's like, yeah, like, do you want, do I want to pop a baby right now? Like, honestly, even in the shows, you know, like, to me, it's crazy. I'm watching How I Met Your Father, and I love that show. Like, I love Lizzie McGuire, so obviously Hilary Ruff was in the show, so I watched it. And the craziest thing is that one of the first episodes, like, the fourth episode, she turns 30. And it's like, it's crazy that the main character of a show who is still single is 30. You know, before, like, back in the day in the 50s, like I think, like in the Lucy show, what is what is? Oh my god, I'm gonna. I get love it. I love Lucy. I love Lucy. Oh my god, how did I forget the name? Like in I love Lucy, I think she was 26 already, and she already had her child. Remember, yeah. Ricky? No, I don't watch that. I haven't watched that show, but yes, I could imagine that. So like, it's crazy now that like we have a beginning of a show that hopefully is gonna be really long, and she's a she's just she's just turned 30 in the beginning. You know, before it was like. Oh, at 30, you have everything figured out. But now, because of our, like, failure to launch into the world, because we have lived to 9-11 and such bad, uh, what's it called, economical times and everything is shit. Like, it has been so hard for us to have money. You know, we have all this debt. So a lot of us just had, like, gathered shit together enough at this age to finally start even thinking about finding someone you know yeah yeah we're barely squeaking by right now i feel like you're the 30s are the new 20s i just want to make it clear that like i'm excited to be 30 i just want to get this like i just want to get the next few months over so i'm actually 30 so i get over the anxiety of waiting until i'm 30 and then i'll just be fine i'll be like great another what 10 years it's gonna happen are you gonna spontaneously combust <laughs> like i think i like just put myself all the internal pressure to have my shit together maybe you 30. have performance anxiety <laughs> oh my <fucking> god <laughs> rosa <laughs> but what is having your life together emily no, just like being very secure and confident about what I need to do and the steps to get there. I mean, the pandemic has definitely affected a lot of it, but I'm just not, I don't feel ready in there yet. And like, I don't know why it's attached to 30, but that's just the goal I set for myself. I just feel lost in transition. There's just so many things going on and I can't, I don't know what my next steps are. And that's why, that what that's what makes me feel like uneasy because come August 10, bam. You know, I, so I should know all this and I should be, okay, ready, ready to take it and go. But like, I just don't feel that way right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody ever feels like they have their shit together, even at like a thousand years old. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hear you. I mean, like for me, like, I guess I thrive in chaos because, you know, my, my, my Pisces chaotic energy vibes. So like for me, like, I think like ageism is more like, like how... I show my ageism, I guess, is that I am scared of showing that I'm old. Mm-hmm. I think that if people say like, oh my God, aren't you too old to do this? I think I'll die kind of thing. <laughs> um, I know what you mean. Yeah. So for you, it's like physically, I think for me, it's like accomplish, like personal yes. accomplishments. So it's a little bit different for how we define it. Yeah. Definitely. And a lot more shallow than you. <laughs> You just gotta look at your parents. And I'm like, okay, my parents don't look like their age, so I should be good for a little bit. The Asian dreams. Yeah, they, they, yeah, me too. I'm like, I don't mind if you still card me when I'm 35. I'm, I'm okay. I take that as a comment. 
Yo, honestly, we had a joke that is like Asians don't ever age, and then all of a sudden, like when they're a thousand years old, they look like Yoda. There's yes. like there's no. <laughs> yeah, that meme where it's I think it's like when you're sixty, you like half your height and then you uh wear that like those asian curls <laughs> because you're losing hair so you have to perm your hair exactly have you read have you read crying at Edgemore? oh no no no, i haven't that's oh my god great. you should totally read it she talks about that how like like you know you have like the permanent tattoo but it's already getting a little bit yellow and then you perm your hair <laughs> And then that's that's when the Pfizer's the Pfizer the uh, Pfizer's oh my god this is and getting too real and the Uniqlo jackets don't yeah. forget the Uniqlo jackets that's the thing we're we're letting all the secrets out <laughs> I already have a Uniqlo jacket so I'm like halfway there already you know I feel old on the inside I think I've always been an old soul but like I just don't want to look old and also like I want to be that type of old person like my grandma. Like, my grandma is old, but, like, she's still, like, open-minded, you know? We talk about things, like, you know, she doesn't close her her mind to things. That's how I want to be old. I mean, I think that also, like, in a way, as much as we try to be, like, inclusive and all cool, like, us and the gen said, like, we have also been very ageist with the boomers, you know? Like, the fact that we're like, okay, oh. boomer, you know? Like, that is ageism in itself. We're just yeah. being, like, hypocrites. Yeah, I mean, I feel like generationally, we'll, we'll. It's just hard for us to understand each other because we haven't lived in those times, so that accounts for the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like Gen Gen Zers also make fun of us. <laughs> Bro, time. everybody makes fun of us, but we all make fun of each other. But it's in a in a cute way. Yeah. I know, but I think the millennials definitely get the short end of the stick. <laughs> Yo. Like, thank you. I think we talked about this in a previous episode. It's like, well, you know, it really isn't our fault. We grew up in this landscape. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they want us to do, bro. All the things. Okay, yeah. um, I guess uh, we, we talked a lot about random tangents today. But I mean, they all really tie into the fact of we're growing older. And ageism is a thing, especially for women. So that's really the takeaways from this episode. Rose, any last any last thoughts? I think that we should stop being so shallow, starting from me. And that aging gracefully is good. And, you know, like, don't put deadlines on things. Try to get there somehow, you know. Not everybody's going to come out of the pandemic learning, you know, 20 languages and know how to, how, how to make bread. And that's okay right be gentle with yourself and stress less because that less wrinkles yeah. <laughs> just kidding hey man sister yo i had i had insomnia the other day and it was like not fun so Oof. hear you okay everyone uh we'll see you in our next episode bye, bye.